This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, we're doing the Snoopy dance right now. Because back on our show to unleash even more great tips and insights on pets is a leading integrative veterinarian. Hey, you know her. Please join me in giving pause and applause to the Emmy-nominated Dr. Carol Osborne. Welcome to the show, Dr. Carol. Well, thank you so much for having me. You had me at Emmy. <laughs> Last time you were on the show, you did a great job. You helped address ways that we can keep our dogs and cats to beat the heat. This time, uh, let's tackle a very important topic facing planet Earth. So we're going to dive into ways that we can reduce our pet's carbon footprint, or I guess, Dr. Carroll, we should be calling it carbon paw print, right? Exactly. I, I agree. We're going to dive in all of this after we take this quick break. So you all know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones, actually. Sit and stay. Oh, behave. We'll be right back. Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Go to kittypooclub.com and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code MEOW30 at checkout, and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guest today is Dr. Carol Osborne. So it's a big planet, and there's zillions of dogs and zillions of cats, but they're little comparison, but why should we even care about their carbon paw print? I'm being facetious, of course. Well, you know, they say the world's going to come to an end if we don't jump on these things. So uh, I think there's some good tips that pet owners can consider. Some of them might be too much, but a lot of them are pretty easy. Yeah, well, I understand there was a... uh, pet owner survey that was done about, I think, last year by the American Pet Product Association. And it showed that 8% of cat owners 
are purchasing food made from sustainable and humanely sourced ingredients. Now, that's just a little nugget, an example. And it also said that half of all pet parents are more than willing to pay for ethically sourced, eco-friendly, BPA-free pet products. So I think what we're hearing is that people are on board, but maybe they just don't know how to put it into reality. I think that there's many people on our planet, pet owners and other people too, that are willing to do what, what they can to help save the planet. And one of the first ones on the list is controlling the pet population by spaying and neutering and consider adopting a pet, you know, instead of calling a bunch of breeders. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a household of six from the streets and from shelters. I call them shelter alums, not shelter rescues, but we've gotten some cats from the street and a couple of dogs, and I don't care what their lineage is, but all I know, Dr. Carroll, is they're pretty doggone great family members. And I think, even though it might sound funny, especially with uh, with dogs, I think some of these dogs in the shelters, when you adopt, I think they sort of know you gave them a second chance. And in, and in many cases, they can end up being the best dog you've ever had. So don't be afraid to, to look around. It took me a while to find pet safety dog Kona. And it turns out she was at two different shelters in California for a year and a half. She's a terrier mix. But boy, she and I, we finished each other's sentences now. Uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely a very good point. And, you know, being that at least uh, here in Ohio, we're, we're in the peak of summer. You can prevent fleas and ticks naturally instead of uh, using all those toxic pesticides that are out there. Well, let's talk about that because we know now studies show that ticks are in every state in the union. And with global warming, fleas and ticks are really having a, a field day. We don't want them to land on the backs of our dogs or cats. So some of these preventatives are very, very expensive. And I know that you do have a site. I want us to make sure we get to it, Dr. Carroll. It's drcarroll.com. But then you also have you have your own line of, of products, P-A-A-W-S. You want to kind of tee us up for that first and then talk about some natural ways to oust the fleas and ticks? Sure. Pause with the two A's is a pet anti-aging wellness system. Currently available for dogs given as a tasty treat in the morning and evening based on uh, age and body weight. And we have a new once a day extended release product that you just give once a day. And that's available for pets of all ages. It's a combination of 46 different natural vitamins, minerals, amino acids, antioxidants, hip and joint factors, enzymes, probiotics, etc. It helps to turn back your pet's clock help them to live two or three years with you longer without suffering many of the consequences that we do with, with older age. So instead of spending a lot of time at your vet when your dog is between, let's say, seven and nine, yeah, we have found that you can get, like I said, two or three extra, extra healthy years where you enjoy each other in, in good health. Your DVM is from the Ohio State, but you know, you've been in practice and I'm just wondering, how did you get the brain power to be able to create 
these supplements because, you know, you're seeing patients, being a veterinarian, earning a, a doctor in a veterinary medicine is no easy task, but there must have been something that was motivating you to take a step further. You're exactly right. And I stumbled upon anti-aging medicine for humans, and I, I got pretty involved in that. And um, to make a long story short, I sat down one day and I sat for the four-hour board exam that I passed which made me the first veterinarian to be board certified in anti-aging medicine. And wow. I, I took the, uh, the information that I had learned from human anti-aging medicine, and I spent quite a while translating that over to dogs and cats and uh, came up with a formula, I ran clinical trials, you know, then put the product on the market. We found that giant breed dogs that normally live a much shorter lifespan then let's say small and medium breed dogs uh, were going strong at ages 19 and 20, which is pretty incredible in my experience. And we I would found say that so. we have Cocker Spaniels, like 30-ish pound dogs, going strong at age 22. Wow. So does that make you an ageless wonder? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it did. <laughs> but no, you tapped them because if only dogs could live as long as birds, I'm just, I'm nothing against birds. But we have such a connection with our dogs and our cats. And it's a bummer that uh, unless I know of things like what you have done with the paws supplements that, you know, they don't live as long as we really wish they could. Uh, that's a fact. Birds and elephants. Elephants live to be 75 or 80 years old. And unfortunately, the primary reason that they die is because they don't have any dental care. It's very sad and they end up starving to death. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Well, very sad. let's to planet earth mother earth she needs our help from our dogs and our cats and uh i want to talk about poop i always love talking about poop with veterinarians and yourself included but the litter box and uh the doggy doo-doo in the yard what are some ways that we can be more eco-friendly another great point when it comes to cats you want to consider choosing a non-clay litter corn for example is sold as the world's best cat litter uh, wheat is sold as sweet scoop. <laughs> Recycled newspaper is available as yesterday's news. And pine is choice number four. I think it's called feline pine. Don't hold me to that one. And it, you can also compost your pet's poop, oh. which you have to do some homework on to figure out how to do it. But that's the most eco-friendly way to deal with any type of manure or feces or poop you know, and, um, and and they say that if you get a plastic litter box for your cat, that will also last for ages and be very eco-friendly. They, wow. they do talk about the biodegradable poop bags, although um, if you can figure out how to do the composting, that's ideal. Well, when you're on a walk, though, you don't want your the ire from your by saying, hey, my dog just poo-pooed on your yard, but don't worry, you can compost. <laughs> Yeah, I think you got to have those biodegradable poop bags uh, when when you're taking your walks. Yeah, and I know that they will fade out faster than the other ones, but I think that's an easy, easy way to participate in keeping our planet a little healthier, don't you think? Most definitely. I'm so glad you like to talk about poop with me. This is awesome. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about other things. I know in my household, my uh, furry Brady Bunch, as I call them, love different toys. 
what can we do to pick smart toys, maybe with recycled items? And what are some do's and don'ts? Recycling toys is great. You know, you can use hemp, empty toilet paper rolls, any kind of a, a bean or, or a nut inside of any kind of something that makes noise, even if it's inside an old, an old pop can. You can use sheets and socks, all kinds of ways to recycle toys for dogs and for kitties that you'll find yourself looking around the house at all the old stuff you didn't know what to do with, and you can make toys. Well, think about it too, Dr. Carroll. I don't know about you, but have you ever had that experience where you have a pair of white socks, they're in the wash, you go and put everything in the dryer, you go to fold everything in the dryer, and you have an orphaned white sock. What happened to its mate? <laughs> all the time. And don't forget about all those plastic bottles that you might you might have stored up from, you know, water and things like that. But you, you can uh, do all kinds of things with socks and plastic bottles and, and hemp and, you know, with, with kitties, any kind of a seeds or nuts, any, anything that makes noise um, is usually pretty attractive. Yeah. And I think you're also touching upon something. You're saving a little ka-ching in your wallet if you sort of make some homemade toys for your dogs and cats. Absolutely. You cut down on a little bit of that extra spending. That's right. Hey, everyone, we're speaking with Dr. Carol Osborne, a great veterinarian. She is into integrative medicine, which I love that path. I want after the show to go to drcarol.com and check out what she's doing to help your pet live a longer, healthier, happier life. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into more ways that we can help make the planet healthier with our dogs and cats. So sit, stay or purr you pick we'll be right back time for a walk on the red carpet of course all behave will be back in a flash right after these messages kitty poo club reinvented the litter box no more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray or worrying oh my god do my guests smell that Kitty Poo Club has solved the stink. And now the worst part of cat ownership is hassle-free. No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. And the best thing is you don't have to buy some oversized contraption that will break down. Kitty Poo Club litter boxes are manufactured to make your life easier. You have one cat, easy peasy. A small mountain lion, no problem. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Believe me, there are good reasons why we sold over 3 million boxes. Go to kittypooclub.com, read the amazing reviews, and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code MEOW30 at checkout, and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, this is Harlan Williams, and you're listening to Arden Moore on Old Behave. And uh, I got my baby draft here, and he wants to say hi. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Old Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the OBH show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am a big fan of Dr. Carol Osborne because she's a can-do veterinarian. She doesn't just sit and theorize, oh, we need some anti-aging supplements. <laughs> oh, 
let me tap that part of my brain and create it. Let me become the first veterinarian to be board certified in anti-aging medicine. That's a pretty big bow wow, Dr. Carroll. It was. I, I, uh, I spent quite a while on that. You probably killed a few brain cells too on that <laughs> one, right? Well, the, the time was well spent because it uh, has helped many, many dogs to uh, enjoy a few extra healthy years. One thing I know is my dogs, my cats, they dig pet beds. Is there any kind of environmental friendly tip you can give on either where to look for ones that are kinder on the planet or even make one? Well, you could probably make a pet bed. I don't have any great information on that. I, I have not uh, done my homework on making pet beds, but I have done my homework on helping to prevent fleas and ticks naturally. Okay. Yeah. We teased people a little bit earlier. So what's the buzz on fleas and ticks? Well, there's a few things. First of all, a lot of people out there are hyping this diatomaceous earth. Personally, I gave that a big try. You have to be very careful regardless of which variety you buy uh, that you don't inhale it because it, it can cause lung damage and things like that. I was disillusioned by the DE. So I would tell you to save your money on that. On the other hand, you can go to the grocery store in the laundry detergent section way up high, buy yourself a box of borax. One pound ought to cost you about $7. You can sprinkle it all over your floors, pound it into your carpets, leave it on for about an hour, and then you can vacuum up your house. And that will offer you one year of natural flea protection within the home that does work. Now, if you don't feel like rolling up your sleeves, you can call a company like Flea Busters, for example, and oh, they'll yeah. charge you about $300 to do the same thing. So how does that work? I know that the ectoskeleton of a flea is different than the vertebrae of our dogs or cats. So it drives them out so they shrivel up. <laughs> all right. So they implode. Is that a good way of saying it? I think it's an excellent way. Okay. Okay. Very low cost and is excellent because remember, fleas live in the environment. They do not live okay. on your they only jump on pets. People, they don't care who they jump on. Long enough to get a blood meal, go to the ground, and you know, lay another big bunch of eggs. I think you, you should be, HGTV producers are listening. I'm sure they are. I think they should invite you on a show and do an environmental friendly episode. And I would love to see you with the Borax with the Property Brothers. <laughs> what do you think of that? That would be a blast for sure. Now, if you uh, want to do some natural, you know, topical things, and there's all kinds out on the market, uh, neem oil, uh, clothes in particular is good for fleas and ticks. Um, some people talk about lemon balm. But if you want to make some stuff up yourself, uh, the first thing you can do is you can make a, a flea dip, a holistic herbal remedy. You can take a couple cups of fresh rosemary or fresh peppermint. Mix it with five quarts of warm water, steep your solution for about 30 minutes, let it cool, and you can start dipping. And then what if your pet still, itch, still is itching after a bath and a dip? Well, here's a little recipe uh, that you can give by mouth. Again, homemade. You take five drops of licorice, five drops of dandelion root, and five okay. drops of cat's claw. Mix them all together and give your pet five drops of the final solution by mouth once a day for about 14 days in a row. Wow. 
I, I, that sounds good. Years ago, you may not know this, Dr. Carroll, but I actually was a senior writer at Rodale Press, which produced a lot of books on herbs and also prevention magazines. So I'm feeling like I remember something similar to that. So there are things <laughs> in nature that we can use to fend off fleas, right? You know, there definitely are. And I also think it's important for people, for pet owners to understand that when a pet is allergic to a flea bite, that pet is going to itch for about two weeks, long after the flea is gone. People are always saying, well, I can't find any fleas on my pet. So, you know, you, you know, there must be some other reason. Before the pet takes its blood meal, it deposits two things into the bloodstream of you, your dog, your cat, your rabbit. Fleas don't care. There's a protein component to the flea saliva. And again, if an individual is allergic to that protein component, that's when the itching begins. The second thing the flea deposits is the larval form of the tapeworm. So about six months later, if you see these little things that look like rice crawling around on your carpet, those are tapeworms, which are rarely detected on a fecal exam. The other pets, if you look closely in a dog at the hind end and the groin and a cat on the head and the neck, those are the predilection spots for the fleas. If you take a fine little flea comb, put your pet on like a white sheet. And if you see black and brown specks on the sheet that look like pepper and you put a little dab of water on there, the specks will turn red because flea feces are, are nothing more than dried blood. Gross. Well, there goes my Halloween costume for my safety dog, Kona. <laughs> She's going to go with the flea ghost. I also tell my clients uh, who you know, are trying to figure out if they have a flea problem within the home, um, put on a pair of white cotton socks, shuffle okay. your feet all over the floor, especially if you have hardwood floors along the slats of the hardwood, and then just pick up your foot and look at your sock. And if you got brown and black specks on your sock that look like pepper, get them wet. And if they turn red, there is your diagnosis is complete. You have fleas. <laughs> Oh my God, I love this. I can't wait to come visit you at your house and I'll be wearing white socks. <laughs> well, I'd love to have you. What about ticks? Because ticks tick me off. I mean, they are like prehistoric. They have been on this planet longer than dogs, cats, or us. Any good natural tips for ticks? Well, that's you know, hard to say, tips for ticks. Yeah, here's what I tell my clients. I say, run your hands over your pet's body each morning and each evening. And if you find something that shouldn't be there, like a tick, remove it, put it in a little jar, and you can take it to your vet to be sure if you like. But ticks have to attach from 24 to 36 hours before they're capable of transmitting one of the 10 diseases that they carry. Oh, wow. You know, everybody knows about Lyme disease, but there's uh, ehrlichiosis, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anaplasmosis, and the, and the list goes on. As far as... Uh, natural products that have some effectiveness against fleas. The only one that I have actually seen is clove. Oh, and okay. they have, you know, some different things out there with clove in it. But I, I have seen a good result with the clove. And I can honestly tell you that is the only quote unquote natural product that I've seen to have any effectiveness against ticks at all. So in what format, how do you administer it? The clove? Oh, it, it's a spray. Oh, okay. So okay, just, I didn't know. You know that. Give, right. give your, your pet a spritz 
But yeah, ticks are tough. And every year, there just seems to be more and more. So that's truly a significant concern. Now, as you know, I teach Pet First Aid for You. That's my program. And one of the things I've learned from great veterinarians like you is some unusual places where a tick may hide on a dog or a cat. I'm going to offer one, and I know you can offer many more. I'm saying flip that lower lip, and that might be a spot where a tick might be. Where are some other hiding spots ticks can be on our dogs and cats? Whoa, I have never seen a tick there. Ooh, that's just nasty. Oh, I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's nasty. Usually I'll be doing a physical exam. You know, the head and the neck are the, the primary places you're going to see a tick because they just drop down off of trees and branches. They're not like fleas that jump up. They just drop down. So I usually see them anywhere embedded in that head, neck, chest, you know, area. We've had plenty of them already this year. Really? In Ohio already? Yeah, I always look under the collar when I take Kona back from a walk and I just do a little under her collar just to feel just to make sure there's no ticks too very smart idea now i'm going to look inside their lower lip Ooh, yeah that's, yeah, just, yeah. that's just awful i know this show goes by way too fast but i want to also ask you if you can address some ways in keeping this theme of products and they're designating themselves as sort of earth friendly is there any any guidance you can give us when we're looking for food for our pets or toys or other products that may be made or how do we validate that they're made with less punch to mother earth that's a a great point when it comes to reducing your pet's carbon paw print you know they're talking about vegetarian diets insect protein which is all all the rage in europe and uh instead of meat uh beef uh, i guess chicken is the most eco-friendly you know meat product that there is i tell people when you're reading like ingredient panels if you can't pronounce the word move on (laughs) because uh, (laughs) that's an easy way to do it and uh, you, you really have to do your homework because labels seem to be made to confuse people you know talk to your vet you know talk to friends read labels but really when it comes to your pet's diet i think that the skin and hair coat, the largest organ in the body, is an external reflection of your pet's internal health. So the skin and hair coat should be shining. It shouldn't be dry or matted. It shouldn't be shedding all over the, you know, the living room carpet. Your pet should move freely, walk freely. Ears should smell clean. The mouth should not stink. I think those are signs of a good diet that agrees with your pet. All pets are individuals. What's good for your pet might not be good for mine. You know, on these diets, uh, if you're buying commercially made diets, I think you have to do your homework and you have to read labels. I had a guy come in the other day with a, a two-year-old, 136-pound Great Dane oh who gosh. started having epileptic seizures. And the husband kept telling me how he, he puts chicken and beef and all this stuff on top of the food. I asked him the name of the food, and then I had to look it up because I never heard of it. And basically, he was feeding his dog a can of meal. (laughs) So the first ingredient should be a a whole food item. It it shouldn't be meal. Yes, yes. If your pet is eating meat, it it should be a complete meat, not not chicken meal or beef meal or some other kind of meal. And I think maybe that's a good thing to keep in mind and, and bring your glasses along with you when you're shopping so that you can actually see the fine print. Because a lot of us, if we're 35 or 40 plus, Uh, those litters get awful tiny. Yeah, I don't know what happens. It just happens overnight. 
Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? I see what you're saying, Dr. Carroll. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so finally, uh, what's something you personally do with your personal pets that you feel you're doing a good job a little in your own way to help planet Earth? Well, I guess I do everything I can. I, I recycle. I haven't figured out how to do the composting yet. I do everything as naturally and holistically as I possibly can when it comes to you know external parasites and food. And I really think if you have a natural, well-balanced food and a, and a very good balanced, comprehensive vitamin, mineral, antioxidant supplement, I think that that goes a long way towards keeping your pet healthy for as long as possible and minimizing things like unnecessary vaccines. We run titers to validate protective levels of internal immunity for all of uh, the major diseases that we vaccinate for in dogs and cats. And I want to just stop on that one because I want to make sure that people understand what a titer is, T-I-T-E-R, because it is, a, you explain it, because sometimes you get asked every year, two, three, whatever the cycle of the vaccine is to re-vaccine, but there is another healthy option to validate everything's working. And there is. A titer is simply a blood test that we take, we send it to a lab, and it comes back with a certain number. And uh, in dogs, we do that for distemper, hepatitis, and parvovirus. We call that a core titer. We do that for rabies. We do it for leptospirosis. And we do the same thing in cats for feline distemper, rhinotracheitis, and, and Khaleesi. And you know, putting more chemicals into your pet is not making that pet any healthier. The problem is, I think, in some ways related to the problem with COVID. Certainly, uh, Titers for COVID could have been taken up to three years ago, but they didn't want to hear about it. So we offer titers to everyone. We um, don't announce it on the loudspeaker. And when the titer is valid, it is valid for one year. We simply mark the record. And I think it's important for people. Rabies shots have been lasting up to eight years on the titers that we run. Um, the, wow. the annual or the every three-year vaccine often lasts for four to five plus years. Don't be afraid to ask your veterinarian about, about, about these things because they are available and they are out there. And uh, the whole purpose of a vaccine is to boost internal immunity to the specific disease entity in question. So the titer is just the way that you document whether or not that has been effective. That's why you have the DVM after your name, Dr. Kara Osborne. <laughs> very, uh -huh. very well explained. I love that. Hey, everyone, it has been my honor to have on our show today, Dr. Carol Osborne. You can learn more about her at drcarol.com. And she is at the Chagrin Falls Pet Clinic. And what's that website, Dr. Carol? Chagrinfallspetclinic.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you survived another uh, guest spot on our show. What do you think? Well, I love chatting with you, and I would love to talk to you anytime moving forward about any pet topic of your choice. Well, I feel the same. You're always welcome back. I also want to give a shout out to my producer, Mark Winter. He's the executive producer of Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network on the planet. Humbly, Obehave, the one you're listening to is the longest-running weekly pet podcast on the planet. We've been on the air since 07. You want to find out what Arden Moore is up to? Easy. Go to ardenmore.com and follow me on YouTube. And until next time, i got to say this naturally. This is your naturally flea-free host, Arden Moore. <laughs> 
delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.